you found a message that was delivered at Living Streams Community Church in McCordsville, Indiana. We are praying the time you invest hearing God's Word encourages you in your walk with Jesus and inspires you to share Him with others. If you want to learn more about us or send us a prayer request, visit our website, livingstreamscc.org. Thank you for listening. Turning our Bibles to the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 7. This morning we'll look at verses 1 through 14. So Isaiah, chapter 7, beginning with verse 1. When Ahaz, son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, was king of Judah... King Rezin of Aram and Pekah, son of Ramalia, king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem, but they could not overpower it. Now the house of David was told, Aram has allied itself with Ephraim, so the hearts of Ahaz and his people were shaken. As the trees of the forest are shaken by the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out, you and your son, Shear Jeshub, to meet Ahaz at the end of the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the launderer's field. Say to him, Be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood. Because of the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram and of the son of Ramalia. Aram, Ephraim, Ramalia's son had plotted your ruin saying let us invade Judah. Let us tear it apart and divide it among ourselves and make the son of Tobiel king over it. Yet this is what the sovereign Lord says. It will not take place. It will not happen. For the head of Aram is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is only resin. Within 65 years, Ephraim will be too shattered to be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria. The head of Samaria is only Ramalia's son. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Again, The Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Three kings in this passage. Three kings here. We have Ahaz, who's the king of Judah. Rezin, who's the king of Aram. And Pekah, who's the king of Israel. Three kings in this passage, the king of Judah, the king of Aram, and the king of Israel. We're told in our passage of scripture 
But the king of Israel and the king of Aram, they have allied. Okay, they've come together. They have joined forces in order that they might attempt to attack Jerusalem. That they might try to overtake Jerusalem. They want to overthrow the king of Judah who sits on his throne there in Jerusalem whose name was Ahaz. And so in that context, then, with, with these two kings, the king of Aram and the king of Israel, they're surrounding the king of Judah, the people of Judah, the city of Jerusalem. It's in that context in verse 2 that we're told the heart of Ahaz. We're told that the heart of the people of Jerusalem, it says their hearts were shaken. Their hearts were shaken. In other words, they were fearful, right? They were worried. There was panic. There was, tut- there was terror in their hearts. They were troubled like trees in the wind. But the prophet Isaiah, he came to him. He said, listen, be calm. Okay, be careful. Do not be afraid. For this will not take place. It will not happen. Though you are surrounded today, the prophet was saying. Though you are surrounded today by forces which are greater than you. You're surrounded today by those who are smarter than you. They're stronger than you. They're bigger than you. They're more organized. They're more efficient. They're more well equipped. They are more capable than you. Though you are surrounded today. Though it seems that there is no way of escape. Though it may seem today that there is no way in, there is no way out, there is no way around. You're like, I'm here and I'm stuck. I can't move. I'm done. If you're in that place today, know that the God of heaven would say to you, That he would say to those who are faithful, there is always hope. That's the message here. There is always hope. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and you will call him Emmanuel. Jesus Christ is God with Us, He is God with me, Jesus Christ. He is God with you. Do you hear that? In the midst of your troubles, in the midst of our siege, in the midst of your impossible, in the midst of of your unknown, in the midst of your helplessness, in the midst of your powerlessness today, there is always hope, for there is always Jesus Christ. There is always hope, for there is always Jesus Christ. Christ. And how I would pray today that the enemy would come, you know, as, as the enemy comes and, and he, he encircles and he tries to stir up wind. As the enemy would come and try to stir up wind about us. 
I pray that God would come, that the Lord of all would come, and that He would create a mighty stir in your heart today. A mighty stir for the things of Him. As the enemy stirs his wind, may God stir your heart. For there's hope. There is always hope. In Jesus Christ. Oh, that the God of heaven would come today, that He would calm your fear, that God would still your every worry, and that He would break your sin today. That our hunger to reside in the secured castle, that impenetrable fort which is our God, that our hunger, that our appetite for that, that it would overcome every other hunger, every other appetite or wish or desire today. For there is always hope, right? There's always hope. Now, how can that be true? How can I know that that's true in my circumstance, in my situation? I mean, these scriptures, these events, they were so long ago, and the world has changed so much. I feel like I've changed so much. You know, when I look out over my life, I've changed so much, and and I seem to question So many things. I've seen so many things. So we say that there's always hope. But how can we know that it's true? Because in Isaiah chapter 7. In Isaiah chapter 7. The agents of this world. Okay. The agents of this world. The Bible called them two smoldering stumps of firewood. The agents of this world, they marched on a king who had a divided heart. But understand that even though that king's heart was divided, even though he did not trust in God, God was still faithful. God still sent his son. Understand that God is faithful when I am not. Okay, God is faithful when I am not. In other words, that's saying, you know, when I'm not believing in God, he's still faithful. When I'm not not seeing God, when he's not doing what I want him to do, he's still faithful. When I'm not trusting in him, God, he is still faithful. He is faithful even when I am not. Now, I said King Ahaz had a divided heart. Why would I say that? We'll look again at Isaiah 7 and verses 10 and 12. Why do I say Ahaz had a divided heart? In verse 10, it says, Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for his sign, whether in the deepest depths, Or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. So in other words, what's happening is God's saying, listen, Ahaz, you asked me for a sign. And Ahaz is saying, no, I won't. Why? Why would he say that? Well, understand 
when Ahaz said, I will not ask for a sign, understand this is, this is not what Ahaz was saying. I'm going to tell you what he was not saying. So when Ahaz said, I will not, Ahaz was not saying, it's okay, Lord. Ahaz was not saying, listen, God, I'm good. I believe in you, Lord. I don't need a sign. You don't need to talk to me. I'm just going to trust. I'm going to place all my faith in you. I'm devoted to God. Ahaz was not saying that, okay? That was not what he was saying. Ahaz would not inquire of the Lord. Because he was inquiring of someone else. Okay? Ahaz would not inquire of the Lord because he was inquiring of someone else. See, King Ahaz, he had a divided heart. I want to share with you just a bit of his story. You can find it in Second Chronicles uh, chapter 28. Second Chronicles 28, and in verses 1 through 4, it says this of King Ahaz. Okay, so we're getting a glimpse, we're getting a picture of his divided heart. He did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He did not do as his father David had done, but he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel. Okay, and that's important to note there. Ahaz was walking in the way of kings. You need to remember that. He was walking in the way of kings. Ahaz was not walking in the way of the Lord. It says that he even made metal images for the Baals. And he made offerings in the valley of the son of Anam. And listen, it says that he burned his sons. It says he burned his sons as an offering according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord drove out before the people of Israel. And he sacrificed and made offerings on the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. So verses 1 through 4, it's saying that Ahaz, he walked in the way of kings, not in the way of the Lord. And then in verses 22 through 25 of Second Chronicles 28. They tell us that in the time of his distress. So remember Ahaz. Where's Ahaz live? Jerusalem right? And so Ahaz he's surrounded by these two kings. The king of Aram and the king of Israel. He's surrounding him. And he and his people they're shaking. They're shivering. They're shuddering. Like trees in the wind it says. And so Ahaz it says. In the time of his distress. He became yet more faithless. To the Lord. He became yet more faithless to the Lord, this same king Ahaz, for he sacrificed to the gods of Damascus that had defeated him and said, because the gods of the kings of Syria helped them, I will sacrifice to them that they may help me. You hear that? You see, you see what's happening there in 2 Chronicles 28, 23. It says, He sacrificed the gods of Damascus that had defeated him and said, Because of the gods of the kings of Syria, help them, I will sacrifice to them that they will help me. He was saying, Look, I, I want to worship the God of my enemies because I'm looking out at my enemies and they're having victory over me. They're defeating me. And so I'm going to worship the gods 
that they worship. So see, Ahaz, he would not inquire of the Lord because he inquired of someone else. He would not inquire of the Lord because he inquired of someone else that we would beware today the folly of the faithless. The folly of the faithless. For Second Chronicles 28-24 says they were the ruin of him and Israel. They were his ruin. The world's kings and the world's gods, they were his ruin, it says. And it's not over. It, it, uh, this is where it really gets heartbreaking for me. Uh, in his story, if it could get worse, in verse 25, it says that after all this, that Ahaz, he gathered together the vessels of the house of God, and it says he cut them in pieces. The house of God, it says he shut, he shut the doors closed. He closed the doors of the house of God. And it says that he made himself altars in every corner of Jerusalem, in every city of Judah. He made high places to make offerings to other gods, provoking to anger the Lord, the God of his fathers. Ahaz tore up God's house. Instead of running to God, instead of taking up his place, instead of residing in the house of the Lord, he ran to the enemy and Ahaz prostituted his heart. He prostituted his heart. You know what that means? You know what that means to prostitute your heart? It means, it means to sell your heart. When we prostitute our, our heart, we are giving our heart to someone or something to which it does not belong. To someone for, for whom it was not made. That's the prostitution of a heart. Have we sold our hearts? Have you sold your heart today? Have you offered your heart to another? Have you offered your heart to a different king than the one for whom it was made? Have you sold your heart? Understand that Isaiah said in our passage in verse 9, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand. You see, Ahaz, he, he took hold of two ash-charred stumps. That's what those kings were called, remember, in Isaiah 7. Resin and Pekka. He said, look, they're just two ash-charred stumps. They recalled that because they were spent. Those kingdoms, they had run their course. They were useless. Those stubs, they were good for nothing but smoke. But Ahaz was drawn to the smoke. 
Ahaz was drawn to the smoke and yet he would not hold on to the promise of God that the virgin will conceive, he said. She'll give birth to a child, he said. It'll be a son. You'll call him Emmanuel, he said. But he was drawn to the smoke. And what was the result? It was the prostitution of a heart, of giving himself to another, to something which was not worthy, to something which had no trace of honor or goodness or grace. Do we have a prostitute heart today? Are you placing your hope today in something other than Emmanuel? Jesus Christ, God signed to you that, listen, I love you. I want you. I am after you. I want what is best for you. Are you placing your hope in that? Or are you drawn to the smoke? The smoking stumps. Are you you looking for escape? From somewhere else than, than to the strong tower. Are we drawn to the smoke of this world rather than, than being drawn into the fire of God? For his beauty of God, the beauty of God, who can tell? Who can tell of his beauty and his goodness and all that he is? But that smoke, it veils us, doesn't it? The smoke of the stumps. For how the wind of this world howls. The wind of this world howls and it deceives us and it wearies us and it drains us. But know today that there is always hope. For no matter how thick the smoke may grow, no matter how it may sting the eyes or choke the throat, that God In heaven, He is greater. There is hope in Jesus Christ. Therefore, it says, be careful. Keep calm and do not be afraid, for Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ. He is Emmanuel, who is God with us. God with you and God with me. I want you to know today that no matter where you sit, No matter how uncontrollable your fear might be today. No matter how many hands that there might be reaching for your heart, clawing out for your heart. Jesus Christ is your hope. I think about Psalm 27. Says the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet will I be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, 
to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in His temple, for He will hide me in His shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me, it says, under His tent. He will lift me high upon a rock, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in His tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Understand, this is for those who are in Christ, those who are placing their faith in Emmanuel, God with us, God with you, God with me. It says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face I will seek. Hide your face not from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off. Forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. So teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, for they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look on the goodness of God in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord, for He has given us a sign in His Son whose name is Emmanuel, who is with us and is available to you today for all those who would not heed the smoke of the world, who would not pay attention to those smoldering stumps that would seek to turn us away from He that is truly all and everything that we need. We turn to Him today. There were three kings in our passage today, the two surrounded the one, and in our passage, the one was not faithful to his God. The one did not heed the promises of the prophet, but to his ruin, he sought after the world. I pray that the God of heaven, that he would stir your heart today, that he would bring about a mighty stir that would cause you to long to be at his feet, that would press you today to move closer to God, to forsake the things of this world, the smoke that stings our eyes and deceives us and fools us. And draw to the bosom of God. Will you draw into Jesus Christ today? King Ahaz did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. May we be one who does. May we be one of those who does what is right. In the eyes of God. That we would be one of those today. Who does not cave. When the world rushes at us. That we would be one of those. Who in the name of Christ. And in the spirit of Christ. That we would not panic. When we are surrounded. That we would be. One of those who do not give in. 
to the pressure of this world, that we would not be one of those who would take hold of the stump, but we would let it go to pursue the cross, to look to the cross. Emmanuel, God with us, God with you, God with me. This year, this Christmas, that you and I, that we would see Jesus Christ, that we would see his face. We're easily shaken, aren't we? Like a tree, a little branch on that tree, and just the slightest gust of wind. Man, I sway, don't I? I move so easily. But in Christ, our strong tower and firm foundation, there is always hope. There's always hope. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful today for the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. When this world and these enemies encircle me, you've given me a sign that I can trust in, that I can place my hope in. God, I would pray for truth in this place. I would pray for light in this room. God, help us to see our hearts as you see them. Help me to see what is far from thee. God, help me to see what is not of Thee. And turn to the cross. And look to the sign of Emmanuel. I pray for that heart today that's troubled. Jesus, I pray for that heart that shudders. God, I pray that they would find peace in you, would you draw them to the cross today? The things they hold on to, Holy Spirit, help them to let go. Help them to push it away today. Spirit, bring a longing and a stirring in our hearts to want nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Nothing but that, God. Draw them in. Convince them of your reality, that you're real, that you're true, that you are here. Father, let them know, I pray in the name of Jesus, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that they would know that the living Christ is here and you're calling them. Draw them to respond, I pray. And Father, for every good gift that a heart would receive today, we recognize that it came from you. And so we thank you for it. We thank you for the love, the hope that is found in you. And we give you all praise. In Jesus' name, amen.